Hello, and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children, stop walking on eggshells, and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you wanna know the answer, you're in the right place. Hello, hello everybody. I have Jennifer here and she's here to share with us how she eliminated the daily meltdown cycle for two of her children. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna talk a little bit about Uh, your experience getting into, you know, working together. We started that in July of last year, right? Um, Or was it June? I can't remember. I think it was July. It was June because I called you a Memorial Day. Okay. All right. Well, then (laughs) May. (laughs) There goes my timeline. Um, (laughs) And so why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself to the audience, help everybody know a little bit about you and your family. And um, one of the biggest results that you got after working with us. Okay. Um, Is this where you want to know why I called you? Sure. (laughs) Um, My children, I have have three children. My husband and I have three children. Mm -hmm. Um, Emily is 12 and Oliver is nine and Alistair is four. And uh, from the get-go, I always knew that Emily was aware, like, of what was happening. She was like sensitive, very detail oriented, good to go. But other than that, she was typical. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Oliver came along and he was also aware, but in a much more like panicked state most of the the time. And he was very clingy. He was called mama's boy and he didn't want to leave me. And I was trying to work part-time and parent Mm -hmm. and and okay, so we just had to wait for him to mature. And then he was a little behind in speaking. And then he was a little behind on the timeline of potty training. And then he was a little behind and still crying when I dropped him off at his Montessori school. Mm. And like all of these things. I, oh. And so then at age nine, I was tired. Yeah. I was very tired. <laughs> I was like touched out. Yeah, And, you know, that infant season when you're like, oh, I just can't wait for them to like walk. My kid never left me and he needed me all the time. And it was so much pressure. And by age nine, the teachers were done because Mm -hmm. they lost all patience and grace at this point. He's Mm -hmm. tall for his age. So he was also not getting the benefit of the doubt from strangers or even Mm -hmm. people at church who didn't see him on a daily basis because they're like, why is he crying? Why is he melting down? What is happening? Mm -hmm. And I just felt so much shame and judgment myself as a parent. Mm -hmm. And I'm a teacher and I am well-read and well-educated myself. (laughs) And I have been on a quest to like be the best parent I can be and stop the cycle of how I was raised with this, I'm a parent and you're the child and you will do what I say and Mm -hmm. I will threaten to thank you and yada, yada. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do that. So we tried the natural consequences. Um, I did parent talk and teach talk with Chick Mormon. I did love and logic. I did responsive classroom. Um, I teach at the Montessori school. So I've had lots of Montessori training as well. And nothing was working. (laughs) All this stuff that works Mm. on all the other kids wasn't working on my kid. Mm. Sometimes though, it did work. And then I was like, yay, we're on to something. And then the next day I do the exact same thing and it didn't work. And I was tired. Yeah. And Megan crossed my Facebook feed and she said two magic things. She said, no more meltdowns. Okay. <laughs> and then she said, free phone call. Mm-hmm. It's like, there is no risk. I will do that. And it was so funny because I'm like, Nate, that's my husband. We're we're going to do this call and you got to be on it and it's going to be great. What's it about? I don't know, but it's free and she's going to make the meltdowns go away. Okay. (laughs) So I thought this was going to be like another parenting class and it's not Mm -hmm. and it's better. And (laughs) I'm just so glad. Oh, I do want to tell you. So in my Mm -hmm. quest to figure out, I'm going to go with what was wrong with Oliver. Um, We, we jokingly in the family called him JNR. He was just not right. Um, That was the only diagnosis. Yeah, I don't think we ever knew that. (laughs) He never shared that with me. We mindsetted mindsetted that out before he even got here, right? Right. (laughs) And so along this quest, we tried various diagnoses along the way with nutritionists and specialists and therapies, OT and speech and everything. So we ended up at the Nationwide Children's Hospital to Mm. get an autism spectrum um, diagnosis or evaluation. And they're like, no, he doesn't. Um, but he is emotionally immature. And we don't call sensory processing an actual thing. Mm. And you should take him to counseling. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's exhausting. Trying mm. to find a counselor in insurance and one that works with kids and ones that knows what they're talking about and is going to do it the right way. And don't tell me about a sticker chart because that's not going to work. And don't tell me about timeouts because that doesn't work either. Exactly. And I knew all this. And so I <laughs> called someone locally. And she said, he sounds highly sensitive. Have you read Elaine Aaron's book? Mm -hmm. And I said, no. Mm -hmm. And I said, but $10 for a book off Amazon is better Mm -hmm. than a therapy appointment. (laughs) And so I ordered it right away. That one and the highly sensitive boy, because he is a boy. So I read those books that summer and I was like, yes. And this is the answer. Because now Mm. I had words to explain what he is and why he is that way. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that sounds like me too. And so then I'm Mm -hmm. self-diagnosing, even though highly sensitive is not a diagnosis. I know Megan will stress that. Um, But this is my before mindset I'm telling you about when I thought everything needed a diagnosis to be valid here in America. That's it. And so I read the books and two years went by and nothing changed. I had words to explain him, but nothing right. else. Quick fix. And so then I called Megan and mm-hmm. and wonderful things happened. <laughs> so w- what are a few of those wonderful things? Because um, there's a lot of them. <laughs> yes. Um, I'd say big picture, I changed. As a person, I no longer feel like a failure. Mm-hmm. Um, I went into this thinking that I didn't know what I was doing and I was, I must be stupid or why can't I figure out my own kid mm-hmm. or I must be doing something wrong. 
and working with Megan and her team and all of the other community people. I'm sure we'll get to that later, but that's one of the best parts um, <laughs> is is so reassuring. Mm -hmm. because I'm not alone and I'm not the only one, even though I'm the only one I can see in my town, in, in my circle of friends, like right. at, in the school, like I'm the only one I can see whose mm -hmm. kid is making such poor behavior choices. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not really alone. There are a lot right. of people having the exact same problems. Right. And, and that was just so reassuring. Mm -hmm. But then even with that, instead of commiserating with each other for having all these things happening in our lives, exactly. we learned how to view them yeah. and how to help yes. so that they can stop. Absolutely. Yeah. So I became more peaceful and then the house became more peaceful. And it's not hard. Mm -hmm. Like what... Wait what a minute, you Jennifer, you're telling me it's not hard? <laughs> yeah, follow Keep me. going. Okay. It takes effort. That's for sure. <laughs> it takes a lot of effort, and it takes a lot of effort over a long period of time. And I'm a sprinter, so the first thing I had to do, which took me, I think, all of boot camp to do was break up with the sprinting mentality and embrace the marathon that is everything. Parenting. Life. Parenting, <laughs> personal growth, mm -hmm. ch child learning behavior thing, like, ugh. Mm -hmm. Okay. And yeah. with that embracing marathon <laughs> instead yeah. of a sprint, I was able to have grace on myself, grace on my kids, mm -hmm. be more patient, view anyone with a bad day as not a sign of utter failure and mm -hmm. everything's falling apart. But, mm -hmm. oh, everyone's human. The yeah. kids are human just like me. Mm -hmm. I'm grumpy. Then sometimes they have bad days too, and that's okay. Yeah. Okay. And like, what? How do we work through this? And right. not how do we shove past it? Yeah. But work with it. Yeah. Love it. I love that. Now, I, I love what you're saying because in order to break down the, in order to see faster leaps of, of progress, you uh -huh. have to break down the sprint mentality, look at it like a marathon, and then guess what? You actually speed up time, right? So let's yes. talk about those tangible outcomes, you know, the the shortened period of an eight-week program and what, what about that was transformational for you? What did you guys see at the end of such a short timeline? Um. I don't know if this is going to answer your question, but what came to mind is instead of focusing on something like handle your emotions as the yeah. goal, yeah, um, handle your, let's say negative emotions. Um, instead, the little steps in between here and there, if I'm only focusing on this one, I see a lot more wins. Like, mm -hmm. oh, he called me names instead of hitting me. That's good. That's mm -hmm. actually progress. Yeah. Um, and then just incrementally moving the step, but always staying focused on whatever we're at mm -hmm. and setting aside the things we're not working on in the moment. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big thing because I, I look at his age and I think he should be able to do X, Y, Z. And why are we still fighting about this? And mm -hmm. he mm -hmm. should be more independent and da, 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 da. But if, I think about all those things. I get overwhelmed and he gets overwhelmed and then we both feel like failures. Yeah. 
But if I just tell myself that this week I'm going to concentrate and focus on this behavior, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's my behavior or his behavior. Right. And then keep track of all the times we achieve that or Mm -hmm. all the evidences of progress. Mm -hmm. Then we're able to win. I mean, you've Mm -hmm. got me tracking to this day, like since school started, I've got my wins column in my mm-hmm. planner and I just make it a point so that when I'm like, oh, everything's falling apart. I'm like, oh, but wait, we got to school on time three mm-hmm. days this week. Last yeah. week, it was only two. Yeah. That's a win. That's progress. Yeah. Right. Right. Instead right. of feeling like a failure that, oh, mm-hmm. we didn't get to school on time and everyone looked at us funny and had judgy eyes and blah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Exactly. So what we're doing is we're noticing that you get to learn how to quantify your wins, qualify your wins, right? Yes. And not discount them. But also understand that with a system, it's a heck of a lot easier to know how you're making progress, right? Because when, yes. as you mentioned before, you had been through all of the things, <laughs> all of yes. the resources, all of the evaluations, <laughs> all of the books that seem relevant. Yeah. And when you throw everything at the wall to see what sticks, the spaghetti slides down the wall, right? Oh, oh, oh. So then you're just throwing yeah. it back up against the wall. <laughs> it's overwhelming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The um, the step by step, I have to say I wasn't patient no. initially. Or, <laughs> no, or you weren't. Because I wanted all the answers right away. Of course, away. everybody does. Yeah. Everybody does. That. That's a, that's, this and, is not a Jennifer problem. And you problem. reminded me of that. And I kept asking you questions. <laughs> and you were like, we'll get there in a couple weeks. It'll, it'll be fine. Just wait. Patience. And finally, around week six or seven, I actually got on board with this. Like, you knew what you were doing. And that you were going to give me all the answers eventually and (laughs) that if I would just trust the process you know I almost want to do boot camp again so that I can like trust the process the whole time and experience so (laughs) Um, but one of the things that really stuck out to me was that when we had our boot camp calls with all the other participants um, it was not just the reassurance that all those other people were having the same teeth brushing struggles and, oh, your kid doesn't like to wear underwear either. And I thought my kid was weird. Yeah. And, and like these everyday <laughs> yeah. things are normal across the highly sensitive child um, plane. And mm-hmm. it also gave hope. Mm-hmm. And I was hopeless, basically, mm-hmm. when I called you because I was tired remember Mm -hmm. and when you're tired you're hopeless but by being on calls with people who are living the same day-to-day existence as you are Mm -hmm. um, but a couple weeks ahead of you in the boot camp process they're like oh yeah I did that and then I learned this and then we did this and now we're seeing this success Mm -hmm. and it really fueled my trust in the Mm -hmm. process Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right so rolling admission supports you in noticing that it's possible for yourself, right? Because when we think about yes. cohorts and how that can create a sense of, of feeling like everybody's in the, the same spot at the same time, mm-hmm. some people think that that is a comfort, but what it doesn't give you is evidence while you're still looking for your own, right? When and I so- crazy when we first got <laughs> in there and I'm like, I, we're not at the same spot, we should work together. You know, you bring a really important point, Jennifer, (laughs) uh, that I think is super, super crucial, because 
when we think about because you're a highly sensitive person, right? And so, oh, wow. you know, if anybody hadn't figured that out by now, <laughs> here we are. And so you're a highly sensitive person. And when we think about highly sensitive people and their gut distinctions, their gut decisions, mm-hmm. sometimes, especially when we get on the phone, or they get on the phone, with mem- um, you know, the first call with with a member of my team, fear is leading the way in terms of how they make decisions, right? And so making mm-hmm. a decision to change your child's life might include needing to feel 100% certain. Mm-hmm. And you jumped in with like, this lady's crazy, but we're still doing this. <laughs> so help me understand that. <laughs> um, why was it necessary to take action then? And why were you sure this was going to work for you? Initially, I wasn't sure it was going to work for me. Mm-hmm. But I was out of ideas. Mm-hmm. I was desperate. My my kid was pulling his pants down at school mm-hmm. in an effort to get out of doing his schoolwork. Mm-hmm. I also work at this school. Mm-hmm. And so it made it really awkward mm-hmm. that I had the bad kid Yeah, and, with my coworkers. And like, I just felt so alone. Mm-hmm. and panicked and desperate and hopeless and i i couldn't i couldn't take it anymore mm-hmm. and um i joke that you know it's too bad the world had to have a pandemic for me to have the time off from life to commit yeah. to this boot camp but mm-hmm. thank you yeah world <laughs> um, for throwing this my way yeah uh, because we had nothing else to do this summer Mm-hmm. Uh, we were home. We were boot camping, That's and it. um, and it's what we needed. And mm-hmm. I don't. It eliminated the outside views and pressure and judgments while I was in the process, which I mm-hmm. think allowed my confidence to grow and see evidence mm-hmm. and know I was doing the right thing. And along the way, I knew it was going to work mm-hmm. because I was seeing those little wins and I was mm-hmm. hearing the wins of the other people. And the Facebook g- group talking to each other and mm-hmm. like you, just so much camaraderie mm-hmm. and the access to you. Like there mm-hmm. was never any doubt that you were there. Like mm-hmm. I was not in this alone. Yeah. And I think that was the first time I didn't feel alone, mm-hmm. probably as a parent in like mm-hmm. my whole life. Mm-hmm. It, because my kids have always been so different mm-hmm. than other kids. And I've always been different mm-hmm. than everyone around me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, um, do you want me to share about growing up highly sure. sensitive? Yeah. Um, as, as Megan said, I'm highly sensitive. <laughs> and I was raised with mismatched parents. Yeah. And they didn't know what to do with me. Yeah. And so eventually... I just started stuffing all my feelings and um, I became, I basically earned the reputation of mm -hmm, mm -hmm, B-I-T-C-H and because I was just cold and heartless and emotionless Mm. and Mm. it was my survival skill. And obviously that didn't sit well with me. And so every once in a while I would try to reach out. And then sometimes um, somewhere around middle school, early high school, I um, mentioned suicide. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I don't think I was ever super serious, but I desperately knew that I needed change and yeah. I was laughing to whatever might do that. And so my mom panicked and took me to counseling and the, the therapist said, she's not going to talk to me. So you might as well not waste your money and bring her back. And so that was the end of my therapy route. Oh, I see you cringing, Megan. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I've done therapy on and off with better therapists over the years but no one had really like pinpointed the highly sensitive trait mm-hmm. and in my 30s i i assumed it was just because i was a grown-up now and confident enough as a person that i was starting to just own it i ask a lot of questions yeah. i have a lot of inner thoughts i like yeah. to share them <laughs> uh, i mean these are things that now i have I'm not just surrounded by people who don't like them and don't appreciate these qualities about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I cling on to my friends who do like that. But yeah. now I know that that's part of being highly sensitive. Right. And I don't want my kids to grow up that way. Mm-hmm. And so the whole program has just boosted my confidence mm-hmm. as a human. I love that. I love that. Because when, especially when you're an extroverted, highly sensitive person like yourself, right? I'm Connection. actually introverted. I know, but you come off as such an extrovert. There's, it's a It's a scale. It is. I have learned how to fake it. I'm going to need a nap after this interview. <laughs> There's a balance then. You feed yeah. off of it and then you also show <laughs> show it when you need it. Um, and so the, the self-care is real, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. And when you have children Mm -hmm. that don't nap Mm -hmm. for nine years, (laughs) you're very tired and you're never alone. Yes. It's exhausting. (laughs) And, you know, I want to, I want to speak to that because you mentioned, hopeless and and desperate and those words for me that's a that those are anchoring words right but you can't make a commitment like this if you're like if you have no hope if you have no um concept of of what's capable for you right because we've talked to hopeless people um right and so what would you say is true because i want to anchor this for you here okay what would you say is true you are good at finding the truer truth (laughs) that's it what would you say is true about you that helped you move past that emotion of hopelessness and move into action that change is inevitable we have to do something different uh i think when you described the other people you have helped Mm-hmm. And even on our interview, you said things and it's like you were here mm-hmm. and you could see what was happening. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not stuff I've read in any of the parenting books or any mm-hmm. of the other things I've, I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, it was spot on. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, maybe that's what fed the little tiny sliver of hope I had left that so, you, you, trust. you got it. You understood what I hear is trust. Um, yeah. You know, trusting that 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 connection was legit, right? Yeah. Like it was a legitimate, uh-huh. care, heartfelt conversation we had. Yeah. Because the logical part of my brain was like, you don't know this woman. She is in a different state. I mean, the internet is full of whack jobs. How yeah. do you know? 
Like, why would you put all your money? What is happening? And but because it's like you were a fly on my wall, and there was just something that mm-hmm. I thought, oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because and, your husband was also that logical part of the brain too. You yeah. you were like, honey, we're doing this. This is happening. Yeah. And he's like, all yeah. right, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. It took him a minute. It took him a while, right? It did. And, and that's okay because what matters most is that you both care about your kids enough to make the change, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, it doesn't mean that skepticism has to be entirely gone by the time you, oh, you yeah. take that leap. Um, yeah. And so when when we think about that w- related to skeptical, you, yeah. what, what did I ask you to do or what did we ask you to do that sounded crazy or or out of this you know just irrelevant even Uh um I think when you told me to start with myself Mm -hmm. and um the first couple two three weeks were not even about parenting but it was (laughs) about (laughs) thinking um spending time with myself my own emotions and observing my child and liking my child and making sure I was having my own mindful meditative times and like these are not the answers Megan is what I was thinking (laughs) Um, and it really did take me a long time to get on board to trust the process again that if I can manage my own emotions and I can be present in the moment then I can be a better thermostat Mm -hmm. for my kids Mm-hmm. And it's so fun because this skill, like you really have changed me as a person. I see it in my classroom mm-hmm. when I, in previous years, would have yelled at mm-hmm. the students. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel the need to do that. I mean, yeah. when someone's acting out, uh, I see a need from them mm. instead of the assumption that they're just being stinkers. Right. And so I'm able to respond better. Like, yeah. 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 So the ripple effect uh, is impacting your classroom, right? We think about your, you know, your skills as a parent impacting how you show up at work. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm telling all my friends and they're becoming better parents. Oh, neat. Um, (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) uh, One of the mind-blowing things that you, that came out of this course is Mm -hmm. that I used to think, you know, the world is all about discipline and punishment. And so I knew that wasn't the right way to go. And so I'd done all this work on changing to like natural consequences and that kind of thing. But, and that worked with Emily. Mm -hmm. And so I thought we were on the right page and I was doing everything right, but it wasn't working with Oliver. Mm -hmm. Now I know it's because he was too overwhelmed by everything else happening and his own shame uh, for even doing it in the first place and that he couldn't handle sweeping up the mess that he made when he got mad and he threw whatever. And um, just that shift of Mm -hmm. my mental um, view of the world of kids of my own household Mm -hmm. and knowing that if I sweep up the crumbs today, that doesn't mean I'm giving in Mm -hmm. and down the road, he'll work on that. But right now Mm -hmm. I'm loving him for whatever the task is. Um, Mm -hmm. I hope that makes sense. 
Yeah, it talks about priorities, but it also speaks to yeah. uh, the next question because one one thing that we do talk a lot about in boot camp is that it's not all about just loving your child where they're at, right? Because that can keep them stuck oh, yeah. too, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> because it breeds resentment. And so when right. you hear other other parenting experts talk about, you know, this too shall pass, the highly sensitive in you, the non-highly sensitive parent is like, yeah, but how? <laughs> right? And so my question to you is, do we address the how in boot camp? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's a, there's a good time to address the how, and there's a bad time to address the how. <laughs> and when you want to address the how because the of what of the how are are looking at you and judging mm-hmm. how you're parenting or your kids freaking out in public and you're like mm-hmm. I got to save face and do mm-hmm. what is culturally appropriate like that's not the right time to do the how mm-hmm. um and no one can learn when their emotions are heightened mm-hmm. and no no one likes to be yelled at mm-hmm. even as a grown up so mm-hmm. if i if I did a lot of like, okay, if I was going to receive feedback, how do I want to feel? And yeah. like, when's a good time for that? And then I would try to set that up with my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you at some point had us uh, toes and nose, um, paying attention to the kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much a results oriented person as well. Uh, and so I like to do things. I like to check things off my list and get things done. And kids don't do well with schedules all the time um, in terms of like productivity. They have other priorities like finishing their Lego creation. And I was doing a lot of trying to make them into little adults. Yeah. And um, when I stopped that mm-hmm. and I had more grace and I sat next to them and I just let them talk to me or sit next to me. Sometimes it's just a bunch of, mm, mm-hmm. and we're just there coexisting. Mm-hmm. But I had to stop going over the what I should be doing right now with my time um, so that my energy could come down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they felt connected. And they started giving me hugs. And I didn't even realize they weren't giving me hugs. Uh, But it became very apparent at some point during boot camp. I'm like, they're very touchy. And And I'm I'm not a super huggy person. Uh, But I'm like, (laughs) you're supposed to hug your kids. So like I would do it out of obligation. Um, But then they started like, (laughs) don't tell (laughs) Um, They would, they were seeking hugs. And they were coming to me like, can I have a hug and I have a snuggle? And, you know, I'd read at some point, you're not supposed to be the first one to let go of the hug. So I always knew that I had to keep holding on until they let go first. And so oh, like, geez. I thought I was doing everything right. <laughs> and, and then everything was like, oh. And so now I like have a lipness test going. Mm-hmm. Of if I haven't had hugs for my kids, oh, that means that they don't feel connected to me to seek the hug that they intuitively know they need. Hmm. And so then I make sure I spend some time looking at them and talking to them and just hanging out with them. And um, and I hmm. give them my full attention mm-hmm. for that couple minutes. Mm-hmm. And then it's better. Yeah. And then when I say things like, hey, could you hang your coat up? Okay, mm-hmm. is the right. answer. Because a year ago, I would say, hey, could you hang your coat up? <laughs> exactly. Dude, it's such a coat. And then I would do this. <laughs> so that's changed. 
<laughs> so that's changed. That's new. That's way different. Now. This is our life now. Yeah. And so you got to have skills to maintain that, right? And you got to see repeatable yeah. progress to re- maintain that. Because, you know, for parents who are just like, oh, the, yeah, I can do that, or I've been there before, right? Um, there's there's a bigger picture here to pay attention to. And that's what where the accountability comes through, right? As you mentioned, you know, being able to reach out to your support systems and and um, and having a, a whole umbrella of of support. And mm-hmm. um, because that accountability piece and the step by step by step by step piece is the difference between somebody who's throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks, reading about things about hugs, like I've never read that. <laughs> BT dubs like if you have a boundary and you're done hugging you can say like pink permission slip here you go I'm done hugging bud like and help your kid manage that <laughs> so Jennifer go ahead <laughs> if you if you're touched out your book I don't know <laughs> <laughs> who knows and 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 so that's the thing right like um mm-hmm. having the whole picture and having you know and having the the whole the whole picture allows you to to decide where your boundaries are. And so, you know, when we think about what's so wonderful about this conversation, Jennifer, is that you started by saying, my child is a Velcro child or an octopus child. Like I like to to use those that language because it's like my child has consumed me with their needs. And yeah. now you're like, there's a litmus test if my kid isn't coming back to me. And what that does is it creates a, a security in your household that I see. Mm-hmm. That, that your children are not, you know, and your middle child, t- to be exact, is not needing to feel glued to you in order to survive. And instead, he feels capable of surviving and he feels even more capable when he connects and, and goes in with you. And and because you have the skills to assess his needs and to meet his needs effectively and to do that systematically now you don't feel overwhelmed when he needs your help, even though you're a sensitive person with tactile sensitivity, <laughs> right? And an introvert <laughs> who who shows up like an extrovert, <laughs> which is funny. That's like Autumn, right, um, on the team as well. And she says yes, the same thing. Her. You wouldn't know it, but I'm an uh-huh. introvert. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so – at this point, what would you say are the biggest takeaways that you would want the the audience to understand? Or if you had to give any advice to parents who are listening at this point, um, what's imperative for them to, to learn from our conversation? I think one thing to understand is that you're not writing Megan a check for eight weeks and then see you later, you're out the door. Mm-hmm. It's not like a college class or a weekend <laughs> retreat. And then you go back to your life when it's all done. Mm-hmm. There's the connection and the community while you're in boot camp, And mm-hmm. then there's the connection in the community when you're out of boot camp because mm-hmm. you're still doing the boot camp stuff. Yeah. You're revisiting and relearning and getting better at all the, mm-hmm. la- the same lessons. Mm-hmm. There's new content being uploaded. So it's not like you're out of luck. Um, you get to watch the new and the old, Mm -hmm. um, the accountability in the alumni is amazing Mm -hmm. because we're still living the life and we still have the daily struggles and we need the reassurance and reminders of what we know. And we just forgot we knew it. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we need new ideas because our kids are entering a new phase, like hello hormones. (laughs) And (laughs) wow. (laughs) 
And so we got we have new skills to learn now. Um, right. And there are other people who are a couple years ahead of you with their mm-hmm. children mm-hmm. who have already done that. And so mm-hmm. they can help you. And Megan and her team are still part of it. And they comment and they feedback and they reach out if they see anything that needs reached out for. And mm-hmm. I don't feel alone. I still don't feel alone, even though I've graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's super important because you like you don't keep paying for this. It's not a monthly subscription. Mm-hmm. You're just in. You're in the group for life and you get out of it what you put into it, mm-hmm. which I think is also something. I mean, yes, they say that about everything mm-hmm. in life, um, but it is true. If mm-hmm. you want to walk away mm-hmm. saying boot camp didn't work, Mm -hmm. Odds are you didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And and it's not hard. Remember, it just takes effort. Yeah. (laughs) A lot lot of effort, a lot of self-talk, a lot of sticky notes on your mirrors, a a lot of gratitude lists, a lot of making time to retrain yourself when you have that 20-minute car ride to turn on a recording, uh, whether it's from boot camp or an <laughs> alumni call or or just a positive thinking mindset something podcast. I love that. It reminds me of the Facebook post you put. You were like, how do I get the technology to help my commute? <laughs> and then yeah. everybody else is like, here. You're like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Not mm-hmm. my skill set. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I own earbuds now. <laughs> what? Like, we, I know. <laughs> We've come a long way. Yes, you have. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know. It was kind of a, am I willing to give up what I'm doing? Okay, if I spend three hours on Facebook cumulatively a day, am I willing mm. to spend two instead and spend the other hour doing boot camp homework or, you know, playing games with my kids or something? I don't know. Things like that. Yeah. Uh, um, it's, a, it's about you as the parent it's not about your kids mm-hmm. but yet then it becomes about your kids or it or in the other way yeah i hope you understand what i'm saying that's it it's all connected okay. because it's a family it system is. solution right the whole yes. family the whole dynamic your kid's not broken you're not broken right no no and and it works on all your kids. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I mm-hmm. loved that when I called you initially about Oliver and you're and you said, is there any self-harm talk? And I was like, no, but my 12 year old wants to jump out her window. Is, is that a problem? And you're like, yes. And you switched gears fast. Mm-hmm. And you're like, let's work on that. And so. I mean, that's been a struggle of mine all through boot camp and beyond. Just like I can't focus on one kid because I've, I've got the two extremes, the self-harm on the one kid and the hormones. And then I've got the other one who who is more highly sensitive and yeah. therefore has further to come to work with society and social right. and school. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's been a constant juggle. Mm-hmm. And so, so honestly, some weeks I focus on one and then the next week I focus on the other and mm-hmm. I can't split my attention and I've had to give myself grace on that. And right. yep, I'm not as far as I would be if I only had one kid and mm-hmm. was able to like super focus on the one. But exactly. between the two kids and my own getting mm-hmm. to know me 
hyper um, highly sensitiveness. And now my four year old is starting to do things that I would previously brush off as just being four. But now mm -hmm. I'm like, Ooh, no, mm. I'm, I think he's, he's looking a little highly sensitive here. Um, <laughs> you might have a trifecta on your hands, Jennifer. <laughs> like, oh, At least you this, know what to do. I'm in this for the long haul. I know what to do. And <laughs> you don't have the biggest family in boot camp, so there's that. No, I don't. That's the, the, oh, my gosh. I lashed on to another mama who had four kids and was a couple weeks ahead of me. And I was like, my hero. <laughs> so you'll find someone out there in the in the group that has some similarities that you need. And then you'll become like besties and like boxing buddies and like Facebook friends and sending Christmas cards to each other. It was so funny Love this it. year oh, when Christmas nice. cards came. Oh. Nate, my husband and the kids are like, oh, these are like real people. They're not just online. <laughs> yeah. You have international friends now. That's so fun. <laughs> That's fantastic. We're, we're each other's greatest cheerleaders. Oh, yes, you are. Absolutely. And accountability partners because yes. we don't take it. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Step up. Nice. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love thing. it. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I love that because that connection is what you need as a parent, right? Not just, that oh, it'll work out, right? The, the, yes. the comforting conversation that leaves mm -hmm. you feeling empty handed after the fact. So yeah. we don't and we don't have chit chat support. You know where you're coming from. <laughs> exactly. Yes. They're mm -hmm. not going to tell you try this. Don't call it a timeout chair. Call it a happy chair and then it will work better. Like, okay, both of those are wrong. But <laughs> I digress. But I mean, that's an example of how you're mm -hmm. constantly going to other friends or people or not friends on Facebook, like in groups, trying mm -hmm. to solve the problems. Mm -hmm. um, here we all understand where we're coming from and we're all on the same page, mm -hmm. trying to get the same results of mm -hmm. happy, peaceful homes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. appropriate, um, what, emotionally well-adjusted. There you go. That's it. Well-adjusted kids. That's it. That's it. Yes. That's it. Breaking that cycle. I love it. Yeah. All right. Anything else that you want people to? Um, looking at my nose. I know. <laughs> you prepared. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, um, in the wake of all of this, I've grown in my confidence to advocate for myself mm -hmm. and to advocate for my kids. And since I am leading by example of mm -hmm. how to have happy emotions appropriately and negative emotions appropriately and advocate yeah. for us, um, I definitely think that my kids are going to grow up and be able to go out in the world mm -hmm. and not be, you know, pushed one way or another, but stand up for mm -hmm. their needs. Mm -hmm. And in a culture that values extroversion mm -hmm. and values non-highly sensitiveness, mm -hmm. um, we stick out. Mm -hmm. But we need our downtime. Mm -hmm. We need not overly full social calendars. Yeah. We, we need to take a break when things are too loud. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's okay. And it doesn't mm -hmm. mean we're broken. And it doesn't mean we're weird. No. And, and it doesn't mean that we need fixed. No. Um, and exactly. it's really too bad the rest of the world doesn't want to just like respect us and love us for who we are. They'll figure um, it out. That's why we're here. Eventually, yeah. <laughs> we'll just keep telling them. That's exactly mm -hmm. it. And, 
And and we're like on the I'm on the lookout for like other kids who are like um, I'm gonna say undiagnosed or undiscovered <laughs> as highly sensitive. I'm like, oh, let me help you because you are not handling. You are crushing that kid and adding shame to their life. We have such a sarcastic society. I think mm. that's the biggest difference between what I got here, aside from the it's about me first before I can help my kids, um, is shame. Mm-hmm. There's so much shame in our passive aggressive, sarcastic communication. Mm-hmm. And then the self-talk that comes because that's what we hear around us. Yeah. And breaking that cycle mm-hmm. is so important. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Um, it's freeing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of scared for all of this like COVID um, oppression to loosen. <laughs> Because I don't want to go back. I don't want to go be a part of the world that's so negative and mean. Um, and right now I have this wonderful excuse to stay home and not interact with a bunch of people all the time. Um, we can be in our happy little highly sensitive bubble and it's wonderful. Um, but I am New opportunity super for boundaries. I, yeah. <laughs> and, and I've gotten to taste what it's like to have them. Yeah. And... And now I know how nice it is and how much All I right. need it. And I can see it when it slips away a little bit. Like we're, we have great school breaks and then we go back to school and, oh, oh, we so rain it back in. We need a little more family time. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's all about growing the confidence right. to be different, to yeah. advocate for us. Mm-hmm. 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 And again, if, you know, for, for those watching, if – you're ready to know that being different doesn't mean you're wrong. If you're ready to know that being different doesn't mean that you're unnecessary. And if you're ready to decide for your children that being highly sensitive is a strength and you need support mm-hmm. in, in helping them make that happen and helping yourself guide them in that way, then we encourage yes. you to book a call. Go to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash talk. We'll mm-hmm. talk about how to eliminate those daily meltdowns break out of that meltdown cycle and the shame cycle as we spoke about here with Jennifer and support your children making safe decisions on a daily basis so that they can live their lives however they want to. Yes. I love that you taught us about the highly sensitive people throughout history and how there's evidence of them in all cultures and how they're necessary. They're the ones that keep us from being eaten by lions. And and that really (laughs) helped. And I'm still trying to pass that along to my kids. Yes. that it is a strength and it is important and it's vital yep. for the evolutionarily, right? Yeah. Can't be a weakness if you guys have been sticking around for this long. Right. <laughs> it's necessary. It's a good thing. Absolutely. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, on that fantastic note, thank you so much for sharing sure. your story with all of the families who need to hear what you have to say. So appreciate you being a leader in that respect, Jennifer. It's been a pleasure and I, it will continue. Yes. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thanks for joining me for this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in hearing more about how to eliminate the meltdown cycle, I invite you to check out our free masterclass where we cover the five steps our clients use to eliminate the daily meltdowns. You can register for the next training at meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash five steps. That's the number five, S-T-E-P-S meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash five steps.
Have a great day.